<laughs> don't yuck someone's yum, right? Like if yeah. someone says to you, oh, you know what I love? I love like peanut butter and pickle sandwiches. They'll be like, that's gross. Moo herd racing fans, it's the Pink Tron. And as we start off every week with the introductions, let's start with El Renique Jewel. What are you drinking? I'm drinking, I'm, I'm, I'm red wine. <laughs> I'm drinking <laughs> a very nice Dada, number two art wine. Very nice. Tatum Jewel, what are you drinking? Seeing though I have to be at work again later for my last night shift, I've got a Heineken 0.0. .0. We'll, we'll give you the boring Brent badge for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We're also joined by Sean Fogenberg. Sean, what are you drinking? Uh, I am again uh, drinking the California Hello uh, Key Lime and Watermelon that I had last week. Uh, and I, I pulled out a, a second drink, which is a uh, McKellar 0.3% uh, uh, Yuzu uh, Flemish primitive ale. So it's kind of a yuzu sour. I feel you just officially exhausted the number of words you're allowed to use to describe a drink. Yeah. <laughs> We're also joined by Craig Martin. Craig, what are you drinking? Well, I'm also two fists in it, but uh, I've got uh, Foghorn Brewing Sour Series Dry Hopped from Quispamsis, New Brunswick, and the uh, Moosehead Small Bat Cheese Coast IPA, which I tried last year and then couldn't find any to take home with me. Did you stock up for this year now? Okay. On, yes. this, on this note, I'm really going to bring it next week. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so, and your sometimes occasional host, Brent Robinson, this week, I am drinking a patio style ale, which is known as People Skills from Tool Shed Brewing. And People Skills will be something we'll be talking about later, I think, in yes. this podcast. Since you don't need any bike skills. <laughs> <laughs> What we're going to learn is perhaps there are people who only have one of those type of skills. Yes. <laughs> but we will start off uh, like we do each week talking about Herd Summer Racing League. This week it is Richmond Roller Coaster. I've done race one. Who else is planning on doing HSRL this weekend? Tomorrow morning. Maybe. Tatum, tomorrow morning. Is that race two, Tatum? Race three. Race, race three? three for me. Yeah, then race three is quarter past nine a.m. for me. That's pretty civilized, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's not too bad. Yeah. Are you on this? Mm, I, I've signed up for <laughs> climbers, climbers Gambit, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, might, no. I might I suggest doing the double? It's a lot of fun. I hear you. After watching Brent, I think no. <laughs> uh, it's a roller actually a roller coaster of emotions, this course. Yeah. It's all that. Should I should know? Should I should know? Sean, is that that I'm respecting my recovery now? Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I, I finished a, a big training block at the end of last week and uh, and mostly going easy this week, although I did a tempo effort up the Alp yesterday in honor of the tour. Ah, I saw they had the tour pace partners going and I was almost tempted to try the 49 minute guy, but discretion got the better of me. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. What was that? 
they they had the the out outpace partners, Pace partners. Again. yeah yeah and the one the fastest one is a 49 minute one which would be i'd have to really hit it is yeah four four plus what's it's around, it's right around it's four 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 point one yeah yep Craig, what about you? It sounds like you got it's a depends on driving style. Oh, so I, I'll be home, but it depends on whether I'm awake or not. <laughs> For those of you not from Canada, Craig's only driving across about like a quarter of the country, maybe a third, and then thinking about maybe doing this race. <laughs> it's no, it's 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 not a quarter, I don't think. What what else would you be doing after a 13 hour drive? Obviously. <laughs> Let's <laughs> work to Nepean. Yeah, maybe not quite a quarter. I, I I might go to the BMX track instead. Ah, uh, there oh, you go. Okay. That Good. sounds like Craig. <laughs> so yeah, the route is a Richmond roller coaster, which is, starts off. You go down into the valley from the top, then you do Twenty Third Street Reverse, which a it's really easy to miss the start line. <laughs> I learned that today. Yep. Um, and then it, it starts off pretty calm and then ramps up really steep towards the end so it turns and you can see the hill pretty much all the way to the top it does kind of like six seven percent in the lower half there's a little flat bit and then you're going to hit eight nine i think there's even a 10 right before you get on top and then just for fun there's about a 200 meter flat spot from the top oh, to get yeah. to the actual better that you gotta try and sprint through especially if you're trying to get um fastest through points because of course we're in some racing league it's all about getting fastest through yes. each segment yep. It's deceivingly long. Yeah. It is. Um, yeah, this is one, the first season that we had uh, fastest through points and that it was all points on ZRL. Um, we did two laps of Richmond UCI reverse and this was amazing. Oh well, yeah, I remember Chris Greenland actually did really good in this race. We did that yeah. with the bidets. <laughs> Yeah, so then you go, so you go through that KOM, you go straight down the hill, basically make a left-hand turn and go straight back into the next KOM. And the next KOM is like all 10, 11, 12% straight up. Like that's all there is to it until you get to the top and then it flattens out and you do the same big, long, flat flat section and even a little downhill finish actually before you get to the banners. So Uh, Um. (laughs) that actually, that KOM reverse uh, effort at least according to Zwift Insider, I'm not sure if this has been updated, but uh, that start pitch is 22%, which is this maybe the steepest uh, steepest gradient in the game at this point. Huh? That might be legit. That that might be legit. It, it 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 and it caught me out. So there's actually probably a lot of I'll say this after having raised it. There's actually probably time team made up by staying on the gas through the descent and ramping that speed through that steep bit. Yeah. Uh, I did not do that well today. The Daz Rhodes came through me like an absolute truck through there. I'm sure he smashed my time on that one because he came right through that. And then, yeah, you go back down into the valley. You do the log, stretch through the valley, up Governor's Street, Grind Hill, which is kind of like a five. And let's just percent. say Governor is not a timed segment not time this is your mind yes yeah um but the a's might still attack you <laughs> and then uh you get up on top and then you will do the broad street sprint which is like it's very 60 short yeah 60 meters. <laughs> 60 meters it took me like four and a half seconds today yeah um, and uh so yeah start start sprinting before you see it yeah exactly because it's it goes around the corner right? yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that one 
if you're really going for the fastest time you can, if you can get a bit off the back of the group and then there's a phone booth off to the right that, that is before <laughs> the before the turn, just hammer it there and you'll come through with speed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually got the, th I'm pretty sure I got the third place on that one today off the back. Like I think lots of people just aren't ready for it and they'd been smashing that climb and everything else. So yeah, yeah like I, I think Mark John was in my race. He did like a 4.3 and I did like a 4.5. So it's, it's definitely winded up. A good one. Yeah. And then you'll do five laps of reverse fan flats up at the top. So um, the sprint is like past the statue. It's kind of weird. You're going to do like the left, right sort of turn thing, hit into the cobbles, go past the statue. And then it's in those cobbles before you hit the U-turn. So yeah. you're used so to you, doing you kind of go around the, there's like a, uh, what is it? The, the roundabout and you go around the left-hand side and then it's just yep. there. Yeah, exactly. You can you can see it coming for a long way. I guess the only thing I'd say about it is number one, don't be a bit careful to not to go too early into the sprint, but do try and wind it up because you know you're gonna want to have carry momentum into it. It is about 200 meters ish. It's one it's of those 200 times. meters. I think it's exactly yeah. 200 meters. Yeah. So we were doing. 12 to 15 second sprints in the A's. Yeah. I'm sure the B's are about the same sprint time. Probably a little faster. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yeah, some yeah, of them. I, I don't know how many of them would be Mark. Sprint. Mark's it's just a, It's just the bigger group, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Group momentum really pulls you in those things. That's, that's where I ended up today was in the B's. <laughs> and, and I can say that from doing bullseye all by myself, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just so difficult to get speed into the into the sprints. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's so smash four of those, and then on the fifth lap, oh, sorry, I guess that you do all five of them because you do one on the lead in. Yes, and that so one counts. Yeah, five sprints, but the one at the finish line doesn't count. So the first yep. time you go, you'll go through the sprint six times. Okay. Yep. And the the first time, on the, the first crazy. time on the lead in, and then the sixth one is the finish line. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, in terms of bike selection, I took full arrow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, like, there's a lot of socks. Those are the Rainbow Pride socks, man. They're amazing. <laughs> you know, I was standing there looking, trying to figure out what are these socks. <laughs> Uh, I gotta say, like my kit sock hat selection right now is just a mess, but it's amazing. <laughs> I got the watch the fems pink and orange hat. I got the rainbow yeah. socks, the black and red kit. I'm sure it's like, and you had the colorful like, disc as well. Like oh, a I got clown the got disc. sick on you or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> if that's what you think that i'm doing it just right then we know just <laughs> so uh i mean I, you can take tron if you want lighter stuff i would be i can't see any margin taking full climber there's too no. much stuff no. too much so, stuff uh, for to go climbing yeah if you don't have 
disc wheels, it's your your best arrow for sure. Yeah. How uh, how close were the sprint times? Um. Well, the were they fairly close? If they're yeah, if they're... I would say a half second mattered for sure. I, I don't know about a tenth. Right. Like especially Which... in the A's. If it if you feel like it's fairly stratified it might it might be better to lean toward the tron yeah i, oh, I would like say a, like I, i'm seeing i'm seeing like hundreds matter in the bees yeah okay so it, look just looking at the results i've already done the results though i haven't posted them in the group yet so yeah the, the only other thing i'll say about like the arrow over well i mean a the tron is pretty freaking arrow so you're yeah. not honestly losing that much by going uh, tron over arrow yeah. so if you like your tron ride your tron i like my rainbow yeah. bike so i put it on i mean it matches whatever. you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so whatever but i you know the other thing i'll say is like particularly like it the groups will break up over the roller coaster bit yeah. and and you'll but typically the lead group especially i think sits up i mean even the that a group that started to pick up pace as we got close to the hill they were sitting up pretty easy so there is a catch to be made if you're in like that second group and getting bodies and that catch will be way easier the more air you are across the bottom compared to a lighter bike so yeah. well and the vast majority of the points are on sprint so yeah 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 so like i think it's it's either tron or arrow yes whatever suits you i mean we all know science says the pink tron's faster but I just I was just it. gonna say pink is faster, but the rainbow bike looks the best still. But then you have to wear the matching socks, and the matching socks. There it is. So yeah, any other tips on Richmond roller coaster? Anybody's got? Um, I don't think so. I mean, don't go too early. Probably would help. <laughs> Yeah, and no, no way the first comes. No, the first Yeah, I think where... the trick. Honestly, I think the trick on the first com is just don't get to the front on the hill. Like, just be at the back until you turn yeah. the corner and then go. Because, yeah. yeah, like you don't need to really worry about anything until you turn the corner and the hill goes up. So, just it's, be at the back. <laughs> it's very much a, a segment for tail gunning. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Although, and I'm sure I've talked about this before. Uh, don't get dropped on that descent. No, into it, which oh, has happened, yes. which has happened to me going into that, and then you're in chase oh. mode. Oh, the oh, very first be, one in that that would be so brutal. Oh, it was that happened to me before. in the in the ZRL. Um, I think it was the first race I was racing that season, and yep. I got uh, and the, luckily the pack dynamics have changed, so there are no more sticky draft. Like this, I got sticky drafted off on the descent by the 38 uh, kilogram child that was in our, um, yeah. in our league. And uh, you're going, you know, 70 something K an hour. Uh, once you're, once your your speed drops five or six K an hour because you got sticky Watts or sticky drafted. Like yeah. they're, they're, you're just, you're immediately three seconds off the back and they're going fast. That's painful. Uh, this yeah, that's is tough. this is why in the uh, in my team chat I have uh, my nickname is the sale. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's the official first use of sale. <laughs> the sale uh, behind the mini person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, that's just, I mean, we we're going to talk about the other races, but I don't know what your guys' impression is, but from the early days of Zwift racing to now, I find the starts have gotten much more civilized. Like, I think people are starting to realize that dropping those five, 600 watt sprints out of the starting blocks almost never accomplishes anything anymore. Yeah. Like everybody's ready for it. Everybody knows it's coming. <laughs> I don't know if it's auto cat or what, but like, I'm finding it's a lot more like, yeah, you got to do like yeah. three, 400, go fast, get up to speed. But nobody tries to like dust the whole group out of yeah. the sprint blocks anymore. Yeah. No, it's the only place like a real... The only people that you lose are the ones who weren't going to like hang yeah. on anyway. Yeah. I used to start races full out, out the saddle, go for it, because that's what you needed. I can't remember when last I've done that. I just pedal, sit the pedal a bit harder these days. I thought it just got to, easier. It is easier to get up. Yeah, maybe, no, maybe but we've I, all just gotten faster. That's what she's getting at. Uh, no, I, like I'm slower than I was, uh, you know, two years ago or a year and a year and a half ago, anyway. And uh, no, I, I feel the same thing. The, the starts are not the contest they were. Yeah, yeah. I think it's some I'll something between category enforcement and racers getting more experienced has. Yeah. cause people to realize that that initial crazy sprint is not achieving any tactical benefits anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's just more and more people just ramping up enough to stay on that there's no, yeah, the, the guys that are absolutely hammering it are killing themselves and getting dropped later. So then they, they uh, stop doing it. Yeah. My, my approach has always been try and start all the way at the front and go just hard enough to catch the back of the, like the back of the main pack. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I definitely try to stay towards the front until things settle because sometimes splits happen and sometimes they happen where you really don't expect. So I, I do try to stay relatively close to the front early but so anyway let that be maybe a little bit of a i mean if you got comments put them in the facebook chat about it too and see what you say but um i think that's something to watch out for is you don't have to be quite as prepared for like that eight watt per kilo sprint out of the gate like you used to have to in the yeah. race all right so moving on from herd some racing league the next race of this weekend is the climbers gambit Leith Hill, Sean, what are we looking at for this one? So the route is the Greatest London Loop, uh, which is 25.6 kilometers. Uh, Leith Hill is the climb which only the second half really matters. Uh, so it's yep. that one that, that you've got the like really long uphill lead in and then the, the actual segment starts about halfway up. Uh, the actual segment is 1.9k at 7%, but uh, that is uh, brought down a bit by the relatively flat start. And then there's that really steep, like 10 to 13% segment yep. for the like most of the climb. Um, and that doesn't actually start until about 16K or so into the ride. 
Uh, yeah. So this is one you do, you don't need a, a warm up beforehand. Just hop in the pens nope. and warm up on your way out. Yeah. Uh, and, and this, I think it's a not it's a nice little hill actually. Yeah, I like I like this hill. Um, <laughs> the fast seas are are going to be somewhere in the like seven to eight minute range, and um, you know, I I don't know what that means for the. The A's, B's, and D's, but I think did we just do this in HSRL? Am I lost? We, we did, yes, we yeah. Did. Yep. And, yeah. And I got a PR and it was six minutes something. Okay, I was gonna say I think the A's are A's and the fives. Yeah. 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 So but I'm I'm interested to see uh so I did the volcano last week and um I've done it uh in between as well with draft. So it's in, always interesting to see the effect that draft has on the time and stuff like that. But with this climb, because it's so short and because you're not going to have to push that, that um, but before the comm actually starts, I'm interested to see that, yes, you're not going to have draft, but you're going to be so much more rested, hopefully, when you get to the climb. I'm just interested to see what that's going to do with the time and the power. Yeah, I, I would guess that you're that you're more likely to see a PR on this one yeah. uh, than than you were on the volcano because that volcano climb, yeah, the draft matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah, although the first half of Leith, if you're in a group, is pretty fast. The, uh, I was the, alone in that one, unfortunately. I didn't have anyone to draft off when you did it. So yeah, I, <clears throat> I think my Leith. Yeah, I think my PB, it's around 640. And I think I was mostly by myself as well, so. I yeah. did a 649 in uh, in ZRL um, when we did the Surrey Hills. Yeah. Um, but the, so it's only the first 500 meters or so that are below 7%. Yeah. And then, and then it is 9, 10, 11, 12, for most of the rest, for the next essentially mile. Yeah. It's one yeah. that would be nice to chase someone up. To actually just flog yourself up there takes a bit of, to, bit of pain, but to actually yeah. have chasing someone up, I think must be quite nice. Yeah, I really think the real sort of crux that makes this one doable on your own is the not having to chase people up the hill to start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's always yeah. the challenge of like, yes. if you're going to be in a group drafting, that means you have to be in a group that you manage to all all the way not act the... like jerks up that hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that's so exactly yeah. what I was getting at. The fact yeah. that you can just chill it all the way yeah. up. Yeah. Oh, no, this is absolutely a KOM. This is a segment that this this race should give you a, a PB for, yeah, for, for most people, yeah. Uh, so then we have the Stampede, and it is five kilometers on Innsbruck Ring. Oh, which... I got hilly. Ooh. No, it's Innsbruck Ring. Which? Oh, you're right. Sorry, that was last. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Yep. So. That might end. Yeah, that's gonna right be like leg snapper. Right before the leg snapper. Or right at the Just top. before. It's it's it's, it's gonna Touch be go. somewhere in the leg snapper region. 
Yeah. That's going to be a hard one. Like, even that is going to be a hard one. So, the Zwift Insider uh, description says a 7% climb located around five kilometers from the start. So, so uh, <laughs> oh, dear. Even, even looking at the map, I'm, I'm not quite sure whether five kilometers is going to be right at the beginning, right at the top, or somewhere on the leg snapper. So, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, profile in Zwift Power from the race last week, which was out of the pens, of course, because mm -hmm. that's always the trick between yep. judging from Zwift inside of the rest. And I would say 5K is before on, leg snapper to bottom of leg snapper. It's it's going to depend on where the uh, segment starts. I think since you're you're leaving from the pen, which is before the banner, it will be yep. before the leg snapper. Yeah, that's from, that's what I think too. From the yep, banner, it is. from the banner, five kilometers is on the leg snapper. So. No, I just I just checked the stream. It's before the bit. It's before the leg snapper. It's right around the top of the cobble section. Oh, where's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> it, that, would be a, that would be a fun a fun TT to have it, it as a. Uh, it, it would. To end on top yeah. of the leg snapper. Yeah, we're getting. What are we getting? In, isn't one of the classics, leg snapper end? Yes. Yeah. The, uh, so, Oh, it's I coming. haven't looked. One of the it's coming. Yeah. Have you guys done those? Any of those classics this week? I did. I did an Apple lap. And uh, it was good. Um, so I actually did Stampede three K last week at like noon, and then did Apple lap. At like twelve ten. <laughs> ah, oh that, that's possibly what I might do tomorrow because I also still need to do the apple laps. Yeah, we'll that might herds, be my double. Do summer racing and then after yeah. that, the apple lap. And and so I have uh, not been doing a lot of twenty minute time trials, which has resulted in me now no longer being an AutoCAD A, so I can do A's and B's. So I did Stampede in A, and then I did Apple Lap in B's with Chris Greenland. <laughs> And nice. I was I was pretty happy actually to stay with the front group because like literally it was do my 3K time trial, click join event, and there was like 53 seconds before the start of um, <sighs> the Apple lap. Oh. Yeah, it, so, I, I really enjoy doing the the like double race uh, things. Like I did the HSRL last week, and after after having done the uh, volcano climbers gambit and it definitely takes a little bit extra out of you. I stayed with the front group until popping on the third of the three yeah. leg snappers. It was like, well, bye. Yeah, yeah. In the Apple app, I was in the group. I was in the group pretty much right to the finish. Like, uh, like you do the sprint, and there's kind of like a little uphill into the sprint, and then it goes down and then back up into the finish. Yes, yes. And it kind of like there was definitely a big acceleration on that hill into the sprint and it strung out. So I was kind of like on the back chasing on the downhill. And then I ended up finishing like 23rd in the group spread. Like I just didn't have seven or 800 watts to go sprint up that hill for like 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, I guess we it's can, a, it's a horrible sprint that finish. We can just yeah, briefly mention that uh, week two of the Zwift classics is going to be the Watopia cup 
on two bridges loop, three laps of it, 22K. Uh, that's the, that's the, two, the two bridges loop is the one that actually has three bridges on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, it's, it's short and fast. Yeah. Like that, that is going to be a fast race. Yeah. It, it's, it's a, a nice, it's a nice route little, to race. It's got that little punch up the, the start of the reverse KOM that yes. you can take that little take bypass and yes. come back. Go down. straight down again. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It, it's, it's nice, but it's very, so difficult to lose the group up that little steep corner. Yeah. Uh, Zwift Classics is good. If anyone hasn't been doing it, like it's very reminiscent of herd winter racing. So, right? It's uh, categorization, but how did how were how were numbers on week one? I know that that was a thing that we were we were kind of worrying about and talking about when we talked mm. about the Zwift Classics. I think the bees were 40-ish, 48-ish in our in the race Chris and I did, which is good. But I can tell you, like I looked at some other joining a few other ones that kind of like nine o'clock local here so like eight o'clock pacific and yeah there's like two a's six b's those kind of numbers so so find find the time that works and has good numbers yeah and i'll i mean i know this isn't heard necessarily related but i saw that nathan Guerra is trying to do like 615 eastern or something to try and like really fill up one big race so on like Wednesday evenings, so maybe look out for that time as like kind of being a a good full for the GC event. the GC. It's not going to go as your position. I think they take time. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, so being in a big race is probably to your advantage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's each like kind of the the three standings. Are number one what was your position in the race? That's like your one thing, and then there's like time across like everybody in your category for that that, that, week, that week race yeah yeah so that course that week yeah and then there's like yeah gc across the whole thing is total time so it, it yeah it behooves you to you know either i mean i guess the other advantage of it is it encourages people to like get in a few right like go try it out and see which group is faster maybe yeah. you get a couple seconds off so but, cool. uh so then the uh Mountain goats. We have the volcano circuit in the bullseye. Ah, uh, missed which mountain goats. We haven't had mountain goats yet. We haven't done mountain goats yet. Oh, I skipped yep. mountain goats. Just so mountain goats gambit. is yeah. Which, if you've never raced climbers gambit, is a great, great, great course. I don't. It's not quite as good as a mountain goats course, maybe because you don't get that sprint. But yeah, still super I, fun. it's. I mean, there's there's enough punchy stuff beforehand that you've got to work to stay with the group and then you've got the you know 15 to 25 minute climb to finish it off and it's a summit finish yep. so that's that I, I like that course yeah. yeah so that's a good one any anybody here doing mountain goats these days is lauren doing mountain goats is that her thing no she was uh no, she's, she's been focusing gambit. on climbers gambit and she's uh still still recovering from the uh, covid so uh only on she's still on zone two fair enough well be smart she's be smart not, Lauren. yeah she's not doing a tatum <laughs> or, or a brent for that matter i was only off the bike for about three days and i was like i'm good let's go <laughs> but i'm fine thanks that's 
Yeah. Yeah. Listen to how you feel. I felt good, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Honestly, I felt better when I was riding on the bike than I did when I was laying around. So. But now we're on to bullseye. And six laps volcano circuit, which I've done before, and it is actually a much better circuit for bullseye than you would think. It's I love volcano bullseye. It's so good. Yes. The is that the one that has the like kicker right before the line? Um, it's not right before the line, but it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's like you you turn to the right and then it goes back to the left with the uphill. Yeah, so you turn to the right and it goes uphill, and then you if you went straight on, you'd go up the KOM, you take the left, you go into the volcano. It's kind of flat, rolly, a little bit of an uphill to the line. It's yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a, the, that last bit is uphill to the banner. Yeah, the lap counter. Yeah, yeah, and it's a it is uh, I've I've raced this and it is really fun uh, on bullseye. Yeah, it's a super fun bullseye. It's it's like just got the right amount of options. Like you can try and sit back and wait, and then just win the sprint, or you can try and launch early and like beat people from long you know, long in bullseye terms, like kind of that four or 500 meters out. It's good. Well, and you've got to cover the breakaways because uh, the one I did, the last one I did had a uh, a, a breakaway of three uh, that I managed to stick with. So, well, Oh, on Volcano. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Which is always a good part of bullseye. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry to my, my herd people who've been doing the Wednesday bullseyes at that sort of noon, my time, seven o'clock. England time that I haven't been making it, but work. <laughs> Last week, Life. I really enjoyed the bullseye because I don't think the people who raced with me, I didn't really recognize any of the names, like Grandpa wasn't there and some of the other familiar names. Um, and I don't think they really got the format. So they they approached it as a sprint race. So, you know, sort of gentle pace and then hitting the sprints and that was awesome. I really enjoyed it because I do this for sprint training. But then this week, the guys actually r- raced the race like bullseye should be raced. And it was horrible. And then I was <laughs> like swearing at them in my head because, yeah, no, I really did not enjoy that. But they did so, really well. And I lost. Bullseye on Champs-Élysées this week? Yes, yes. Yeah, that is, that is so much fun. It wasn't. They attacked all so, the sprints and not the and not the end so, banner. So brutal, but so oh, much. Fun. Oh, they were attacking the sprint banner on the uphill, like banner attacking, essentially. Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I had yeah. to push to stay with them. Yep. And then attack, you know, the banner, and I yep. just couldn't. I did it twice, I think, and then I was just like, oh, go, That's, go. Yeah. I mean, that is the. That is the technique or the challenge of the Champs bullseye course. Like that's the Matt DeFreitas special is he can't quite yeah. sprint to win the sprints. So he comes through the sprint and then he, he tries to go like 4.5 from the bottom of the yeah. hill around the top of the arc. Oh. And you're like, oh my God, I just sprinted to win this bullseye. Now I've got to stick with Matt DeFreitas. And you're yep. like, oh God. And he, you're going to kill me. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite as bad as the Lutis the other direction, but. Um, I love the other direction for bullseye. The other direction oh, yeah. is amazing. I also prefer the other direction. 
the only thing that would make the other direction better is if the, the sprint banner was the lap banner for bullseye. So I have made a breakaway work for the, uh, like a breakaway to the banner yeah. work ar- around, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's close enough that it's still a possibility. Yep. Yep. It's just a lot. It's a lot longer. <laughs> it's long. Good. So that is the week in herd racing. And I think we already kind of covered classics enough. I think we um, missed, we missed the series, but I don't know what the course is. No, Shiri so series far. is done. Oh, that's done. Right. Sorry. Yep. And okay. it's, that's why we're talking classics. And that's one of the reasons why it's not, not on the, until after the fall sometimes because you'll race classics people right and next week hsrl because depending on when you listen to this that might be the next hsrl uh we have climbers gambit so that will be interesting with a sprint a short climb and a long climb and that is yeah that is the proper climbers gambit it is the proper format for yeah for climbers gambit it is that's gonna be a lot of fun I might be able to stick the group to the bottom of Epic on that one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, I'm just looking. Definitely not going to be able to do the double next week because that's Innsbruck KOM forwards. And then <laughs> and then Climbers Gantt. That might be a lot of... Uh, Two 20-minute climbs. Come on. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. That, I, we'll see. I think I have to extend my race week into next week as well. <laughs> No, I, I, I have had enough of doing nothing on the bike. <laughs> Which I think wraps up the racing and brings us to round the horn. Which, uh, let me just start by saying inside riding is bull. Lorenique, <laughs> you're not a cyclist. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you're, you, you know what? You're right, and and that's okay. I never, I never gave myself out to be a cyclist. I, I, I don't have a term. Is I think we should coin a term for for what we do. Are we like? Uh, Swifters. The, Swifters. The thing that, yeah. The... Can we just be Zwifters? Zwifters. Yeah. I mean, there's other. I, I'd be a bit hesitant to use that expression just because it's a particular so i mean i don't know i okay, indoor cycling to, i don't know any problem called indoor cycling action cycling action cycling yeah <laughs> well you get it. cricket outdoor cricket uh, and action cricket but i i'd even say that it's beyond just um indoor cycling because what we're talking about is indoor racing yeah the, so the indoor the indoor cycling if you're just riding you're just riding. It's the same as yeah. just going for a ride outside. When you start uh, putting the competitive or the trainer into it, that's where, or like or the a training plan or whatever, that's where you start getting a little more than just playing the game and going for a ride. Yes. What does is, what is, uh, UCI call it? Is it e-cycling or e-sports? E-sports, e-sports yeah. E-sports, yeah. E-sports is fine except for i think when i always picture esports i picture you know guys twiddling their thumbs but um hey, how do you which think is I, fine how do you think I, that's how i ride i play all the videos <laughs> right on you know. so so i was i was thinking about that we comparison you know 
if you take, let's say, for instance, tennis, a real tennis player uses a tennis racket and a tennis ball and they play tennis. A Wii player uses a Wii remote or whatever you call it and plays a game on the console. A real cyclist uses a bike. A e-cyclist uses a bike. A real cyclist pedals his bike. A e-cyclist pedal their bike. Yeah, is it I, fair to then say that Zwift is like we? And no, sorry for, for picking we. It's I, I would I, I would say it's a lot. It's a lot closer than those video games, the, the, especially those entertainment video games, yeah. to the the real life thing. Um, now, yeah, I I actually really liked uh, L's uh, comparison of like squash versus tennis or any of yeah. the like any of the sports that can be done inside but they're still you know you're doing the sport yeah. or a version of the sport yeah so i don't know if you guys are familiar with netball and cricket it's outdoor sports but you get the indoor version so there's it's much faster much more intense it takes a different skill set exactly being good at either one doesn't automatically make you good at the other and that's how I see Zwift and cycling I don't see myself as a great cyclist because you can't handle a bike I, can't, can't, I can't even <laughs> I can't even stay upright on a bike so you know I don't go around thinking I am this awesome cyclist but I don't go around judging anyone for picking you know Either. We, should, we should probably just back this up one step. So leaving aside yeah. the name yeah, of whatever the discipline is, like e-cycling, e-racing, indoor cycle racing, whatever you want to call it. Why don't you, I think like, Elle, this is you who had these experiences. So why don't you like introduce it? Like we, not every read our group chat before the thing. So why don't you yeah. say what's kind of got the bee in your bonnet and why you're on this <laughs> for this podcast. Okay. So, um, I've never had anything to do with, with cycling or cyclists or anything like that. So um, I got introduced to Zwift and I loved it because it's convenient for me as a mother with children at home that I can't leave for hours. And, you know, there's just, it's so convenient for me. So I automatically took to it. And then Tatum started racing in real life and I got to talking uh, with outdoor cyclist and I just found that every time I said to someone no I don't cycle outdoors I I only Zwift or I, I only cycle indoor I got these snarky remarks I got uh, sarcasm I got people just being plain rude and I was so taken aback because um I didn't realize that it was a thing. And then the more, you know, I experienced it, the more, yeah, I, 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 I am now making it a thing because I am so sick of people judging and being rude and thinking it's okay to, to air their opinions on my choices, you know, and, and be condescending. So I guess you should, you should just condescend my, my... about them riding outside. Wow, that's that seems really time inefficient to get fit. 
<laughs> the wind and the sun. What an advantage. I have to sit there and sweat my damn closet with my kid trying to harass me and pull up my thing. You come in your trainer and try and jump in there, jabroni. Some jerk is putting in his wrong weight. He's got like a blender attached to his trainer that I'm racing against. You guys go outside. You know that guy's real. got a battery on there. Like, come on. This exactly. kilograms. I gotta deal old. with internet dropouts. And I gotta <laughs> catch back on. I'm racing some dude who weighs 300 pounds down a hill. Come on, man. Yeah. You guys I got it easy this. out here. Yeah. Exactly. So I guess I'd say, and okay. maybe I'm uh, I'm tainted by one very bad experience. I, I find road cycling very bad for the condescending, dismissive attitude anyway um uh, i i looked into riding doing some road riding group rides maybe a little bit of racing um and my local club uh i went to they did an outreach meeting and the guy who did the outreach meeting um said no no you won't be able to keep up your bike you you need basically your bike's not good enough Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, nah, I don't want to hang out a, with you guys. Such an inclusive bunch. Yeah, no, not at all. So, no. Uh, yeah, no, that, that I, that, that's my experience. So I don't think it's just about Zwift. I think it's about anything that isn't them. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, there's so many levels to this, right? So yeah. there's like the general, um, interacting with people in society part of it where like don't yuck other people's yum don't uh you've never heard this expression al no i'm thinking <laughs> what language was that <laughs> don't yuck someone's yum right like if yeah. someone says to you oh you know what i love i love like peanut butter and pickle sandwiches don't be like that's gross You're an idiot. <laughs> who could ever like that that's the most ridiculous thing it's like what does it hurt you if someone loves a peanut butter and pickle sandwich have at her Knock yourself out. <laughs> like why does it make you feel better to call someone else down it doesn't right like that's right? Yeah. the next uh, yeah the next race i'm at where i get any grief i'm going to be on the phone to you and like what do i say <laughs> they're yucking my yum and i i mean i like this is a i, I mean maybe this is like internet culture fading over into like real life and you see it like i don't know i, I don't know how much people use different social media and stuff but you see it on facebook someone will post like oh i had a great hike up in the hills and someone will be like i can't believe you went hiking there that's the worst spot in the world like you know you should try these yeah. 400 other things it's like why what did you just add to this conversation like yeah. why yeah. are you here or it's like it's not you know, real clear... hiking unless you were carrying a, a giant pack <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like twitter comment twitter is probably worse than facebook honestly on like you know someone yeah. will post like Oh, this is the most fun experience I ever had. And 400 people post about like garbage or whatever. Video game stuff is bad for it. Like I have friends who like do video game stuff and just people will be like, oh, I'm so excited for this next game. They're like, Nintendo sucks, whatever. So Brent, on the the bad part of the internet, are you familiar with letsrun.com? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if yeah. anyone's not, just don't. <laughs> just don't. that takes me back oh, yeah. to like that's like 2016, 2015 type. Yeah, although they did catch some cheaters too. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> um, they did. So, so, so there's there's that level to it, right? Of like yeah. in yeah. general, 
be cool people like yeah let, let yeah. people enjoy things if it's not hurting you why do you need yeah. to like be respectful of people's choices well just like would you how would you feel if you said oh i love outdoor cycling someone's like why are you on a motorcycle you go three times as fast it's like <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what how did that make anyone's yeah. life better today yeah and and let's just be clear if you want to act like that if you're in like herd stuff you are not going to last about 15 seconds yeah. because we don't have any time for that bs here you're and, in the wrong yeah. place yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um, is what, and I don't see indoor cycling as any lesser of a sport as outdoor cycling. I mean, we all know the level of suffering I we just, go through. I just don't want to compare the two. I don't want to, yeah. you know, it's to different. each their own. A bunch of things that people point out are, you know, the, there are a bunch of cheaters. And yeah, that's there true. are. They are and yeah. that's, it, it, nobody's looking at you you're in your own house so to some people that do that little bit of i'm not going to get caught uh, yeah. makes them a little yeah. more bold yeah. but there's i mean road yeah, cycling has it, had it? lots and lots of cheating in its history as well nice. so it, yeah <laughs> um but I, I mean i would say i definitely prioritize bmx over zwift um now and that's BMX, your choice but BMX here is only half the year too. So when it's the season, I prioritize it. Um, honestly, in addition to my bad experience with the local road club, I, I'm also a little nervous about riding in big groups. I'm more than a little nervous. I don't really want to. Yeah. Um, it's, I, mean, it's, I don't it's want to riding too close. It to is me. scary. Yes. <laughs> so riding I mean, next to me. I, I ride BMX where contact is expected. Um, I, I crash. Um, I, you know, people riding into you is okay. People cutting you off is expected. Uh, but it, it's in a way that's, to me anyway, expected and safe, predictable and safe. Um, I, I know when somebody's going to go in front of me because I, I left the door open. I, I, I know when somebody's going to come across and go shoulder to shoulder with me because we're even and that's okay because if I'm even with them we have similar bike skills and yeah that's but I'm also wearing a full face helmet elbow pads shoulder pads hip pads uh yeah, yeah you know I I'm going to be for the occasion yeah you see so don't judge me for for not wanting the contact and the elbow pads and they go that's why i ride in my let's say living room because <laughs> yep that's where i feel safe and happy and yeah i i i think that kind of all of it gets down to the fact that uh road cycling in cycling in general but road cycling in particular uh is a very gatekeepy bunch uh so the I don't know if you guys know the uh, Velominati uh, rules. Like, it's it is all making fun of the fact that yeah. cyclists are very gatekeepy. Like, you know, yeah. you you shouldn't even be out there if your your if your saddle, your bars, and your tires are matched, or if your you know tan lines aren't sharp, or yeah, yeah. 
I have another word for that, but okay, let's sockite. go with skate. <laughs> I always like the sockite one. That's the one that always makes me laugh the hardest. Like, must be two and three-eighths inches yeah. of shoes. I'm a rebel. I would go with knee highs just to piss everyone off. <laughs> but it's that's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, I, it, is a, it is a bit of a, you're totally right, Sean, that the gatekeepy stuff is a little bit of general road cycling culture. I don't know if that's because they need to be a, Bit that way to like just get defending it's like guys in pickup trucks like running them off the road or yeah. or if yeah. it's just because it was such a weird niche thing that it grew up that way but it's and, and it like i rode triathlon bike stuff for a year and you'd you know like you'd show up on your tri bike at a road ride and guys would ro roll their eyes and stuff and like fair enough i gotta be <laughs> on my hoods because there's no brakes in the arrow thing and i get like that safety part of it but like what do you guys care? I'll be here at the back. I'll hang on as long as I can. And I probably won't run into you. Uh, and then that, that it, rule 42, a bike race shall never be preceded with a swim and or followed by a run. <laughs> <laughs> so like before there was Zwift, like that's yeah. what they were on about was like triathletes aren't cyclists. And yeah, oh, I do good. think that yeah. uh, I, I definitely follow rule 43. Don't be a jackass. But if you absolutely must be a jackass, be a funny jackass. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, and uh, Stewart's coaching service is, uh, is rule 73, um, where, you know, ignore anybody around you and do the purpose of your workout that day. Yeah. So it's, uh, the way Al puts that, she says, you do you, let me do me. Yep. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's yeah. it's rule 71. Oh, 71. Like, I'm sorry. Rule 73, gear and brake cables should be cut to optimum length. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Sorry, 71. Yeah, rule 71. My bad. Yeah. And it, yeah. But like there there this, you know, the list is 95 rules long, which is like yeah. it just gets at Hilarious. the same idea that like. There's so many. In order to be a cyclist, you have to follow all of this, which. Yeah, and then yeah. they they bully you to try to get you into cycling. But who wants to be a part of such a group? I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I don't get it. <laughs> I, well, I will say, I will say, I think yeah. it's better than it used to be. I think there are certain cadre of cyclists who get that if they want to grow the sport that people who have just spent all winter swifting or people you might want to like try and bring into your sport and stuff like that yeah. they're not the more older school maybe types yeah. or whatever but I, I mean i've i've been doing some crits guys have you heard yeah <laughs> how'd it go yeah. <laughs> so i i uh, i got second this week at a crit um and and i don't know i don't I'm not out there telling them because I don't know. We don't talk that much before the races and stuff. That I do a bunch of Zwift stuff, but obviously we're on Strava. You don't want to. You don't want them to judge you before you even get on. Yeah, well, <laughs> especially like so. The first week I was I finished with the front group, but was like last in the group sprint or tied for last in the group sprint. But the last week I smashed the crap out of them, and uh, aside from the one guy who made the bridge, but um, you know they can see that I do Zwift on Strava. Like it's no secret. I don't. But so nobody's like coming up to me like, "Oh, you're the Zwift clown." Like, <laughs> so, I don't. I I don't think it's as. I get you. I totally get, it, and and I suspect maybe even in Europe it's a little worse than it is over here because it's not as 
big over here as it is over in Ireland or the UK. Like cycling just isn't. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Six months if, of snow on the ground. Yeah, outdoor cycling is is very big. Yeah. In Ireland, but I wonder now that um, was it during COVID when the pros did more swifting and there was more of it. Uh, there was a lot more. Um, Hyperbolic. Yeah, exposure. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if that sort of made it a bit more okay. Did they bring it? Well, they realized yeah. it's not as easy as it looks. No, I, I just think maybe the pros doing it gave it a bit more credit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the other part of it is um, like even power racing with power or cycling with power is actually pretty new. Like, even yeah. as recently as 2015 or 2016, you know, you, know, you look at, you ever seen like the uh, Chris Froome looking at stems, like Instagram thing? Like there used to be like a whole thing and all it was was pictures of Chris Froome staring at a stem, which was where his power meter was. And so like he was infamous for being more numbers driven than a lot of guys. And that's why he's looking down at his stem because that's where his power readings are. So he's checking what his power readings are. And guys, it seemed to kind of work a little. Yeah. But that's what that was the joke, right? Is he's riding yeah. off his power and he's looking at his stem instead of riding, and the other guys in the thing and make fun of him. But now, but now Everyone's when guys do indoor training, we've all been doing Zwift. Everybody knows what their power number is. Everybody knows what their yeah. FTP is. Everybody knows what they can yeah. pedal for one minute. So it's way more commonplace and mainstream for everyone to have power stuff. So yeah, I mean, and actually, I think a lot of that backlash that and I, I, there was a bunch of anti-Zwift or anti-indoor training memes that uh, got shared into the chat. Yeah, thanks, Sean. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, the trainer miles aren't real miles. I, I, so <clears throat> back in the, the roller and dumb trainer days, you could definitely make that argument because yes. you get on a roller, there's no resistance or very little resistance. You just up the gearing. If you have an odometer on, or, you know, you have a, an odometer on your your bike you, yeah you're doing lots of miles but you're not you don't have any resistance it's like going okay. slightly downhill the whole time so i i think there's a bunch of people that don't understand the difference between that and front trainers that are small trainers and i think my problem is i came into this where we are now i don't know what it was like before you so when i a dumb trainer no when i speak to and um, definitely the the you know bit more mature in years people <laughs> the, the, yeah um i don't know we you know i don't i don't have the experience they have from way before way back i just know it as it is now and they might not know and and i think that's there's that gap yeah thank I'll you say, for putting that into perspective for me the other thing too about the well the training and kilometers and miles or whatever distance thing like if unless you're a pro cyclist your training should be dictated by your time um, in yeah. any event so really you can put whatever number you want on there but like if i go do hill climbs and do 20 kilometers but i do an hour with you know two minute repeats up some yeah. two minute hill that i gotta <clears throat> pedal 500 watts to get up for two minutes and then come back down and that takes me 20 kilometers that's like however much x more training than if i go poodle around in the group at 200 watts for yeah an hour and a half because i'm in the group and i'm doing 35 kilometers an hour so yeah, yeah it's all time on the saddle 
and, and that's where I, I think, you know, where all the, the Zwifters with the, certainly anybody with a power trainer or a, or a, uh, or a power meter really understands what watts and time means yeah. and what that means for training load and all of that. It's, it's, it's actually not very long ago that was very advanced in training theory, so. Yeah. Yeah. We, we say you get more bang for your buck on the trainer. You know, you can get on the bike for an hour and have one hell of a workout where if you go outside, it's going to take you more yeah. than an hour. That and was, not everyone has that luxury of time. That was kind of what I was getting at when I, when, when I was saying, like, that's a good response to people. Like, wow, riding outside seems so time inefficient because, yeah. you know, if, <laughs> it really is like the, you know, time in zones that, that gets you faster. And yeah. even and just then, yeah, riding you, outside, you, you're running through towns, you got to stop, you got to, yes, you're, you're, exactly. you're soft pedaling or, or freewheeling a lot of the time as you're going down hills or like. Now your now your 20 minute threshold time starts now. Okay. Now I'm at a red robot. Okay. Let me continue. Uh, this car is cutting me off. Okay. Now I'm in my 10th minute. Oh, shucks. Now I'm going downhill. Yeah. Your riding buddy gets mechanical. I've got to sit and wait. I've got to like hold my brake so that I can actually like ride threshold down this hill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like sacrificing my rim that way. Supposed to have disc brakes yeah. now, Craig. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm a retro grouch. <laughs> I got I got rim brakes on my bike too. Don't worry. Don't you worry. This so, is actually, actually almost a nice continuation of our previous indoor-outdoor whip. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, so, I mean, I think, I guess, I, I don't know how we wrap this up, except to say, like, if you're enjoying riding inside, enjoy riding inside. Sorry. Don't worry about your whether you're a real cyclist. If you're riding outside and you're enjoying that too, and especially if, if you're training indoors over the non-cycling season especially if you're in places like Canada or I don't know Australia what they're cycling or New Zealand or whatever and it's added to your enjoyment of your outdoor cycling awesome have fun we're happy yes. for you can I please ask that people put in the comments uh, suggestions of, of good comebacks like you just gave <laughs> you just gave me a few ideas um, I would really appreciate that I'm going to write them all down and take them to the next IRL race that Tatum does yeah and, and if you're listening to this and you are also an outdoor cyclist, be cool, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, like unless you're Wood Van Aert winning the Tour de France, or I don't know who's got the yellow jersey these days, but uh, like, we're all just out there to have fun. So, yeah. like, oh, India, have fun. to have fun. In, in South Africa, we say be lacquer. It's basically be cool, be lacquer. Be lacquer. There it is. There we go. <laughs> So I think on that note, thank you to Craig. Thank you to Sean. Thank you to Tatum. Thank you to Al. Be Laka. And uh, Be have Laka. a great evening, everybody. Thanks, guys. This Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah.